we had the launch party in March, we got really good feedback. Then we started getting people like saying, oh, and you should add this and you should do that. And you should. And we're like all confused. And and then I came across your boot camp advertisement on Instagram. So I listened to like the three day bestseller secrets. And so I'm like, no, Mike, like they're saying like we need a niche down one product. We can't add all the products to sell more. So we realized quickly that we had no idea like what we were kind of getting ourselves into. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, product boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, hey there, product boss. Okay, so what if Q4 could be a breeze and you could get new customers and organize everything all in one tab instead of juggling dozens? What if connecting with your customers was seamless, leaving no room for uncertainties, right? No unread emails or angry customers that haven't heard back from you. So enough what ifs. Let me introduce you to HubSpot's Sales Hub. Discover a world where sales are smarter, revenues grow faster, and customer insights go deeper, all in one connected platform. Now imagine all your data, tools, and team harmoniously linked on a customizable platform that's a joy to use. QQ4, right? We want more joy in this season. Don't let the busiest time of year overwhelm you. If you're going to wear all the hats, you might as well wear them confidently, right? And probably look a little good wearing them. We want you to reduce that stress and allow your product business to flourish at the same time, right? Win, win. So time to grow better and be the product boss you were meant to be. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at hubspot.com slash sales. All right, product bosses, we're doing something new today. You're going to listen in behind the scenes on a personal coaching call with Miriam and Michael Wiggins the couple behind Scrubmates. They've got a unique product with a clearly defined audience and they have big ambitions for growth. Their average monthly revenue is about $1,000 a month with a goal of getting up to $50,000 a year. During this strategy session, we'll talk about how they can optimize their website for conversions, which sales channel they should focus on for growth, and how to get visibility on their products and put it in front of their ideal customers. So let's get into it. I feel like we have a product that has definitely has a market because I've been a PA for over 20 years. And over those 20 years working in the operating room, it is like a constant issue for like many people being cold and not having uh, like a OR design scrub uh, base layer for the operating room. Um, so I think with that, we could like with the right um, systems and visibility. So all the things that I'm, I've learned in MSN, like, I think this could easily be like a seven figure, like multi seven figure business. 
So what are your roles in it? We're, we're, we're learning as we're going. We're trying to figure this out, actually. <laughs> it's not easy. Because I can't sit still at the computer for so long. I get, I get a little anxious. But um, <laughs> So this was her concept, her idea. I'm just trying to, we're trying to build a brand together and work together to get it off the ground and hopefully make it global. That's what I want to do. So, Miriam, do you think you would be more of the face? I, I, I think so, just because I, um, in the medical field, right, right, in the medical field and the niche is kind of in the medical field and I designed it for myself and then other people were interested in why I wasn't cold anymore in the operating room. And I, so I told them and they're like, we need that. And so that's how I came home and talked to him about it. He was like, yeah, let's do it. So um, tell me about your then production, like who manages the production and the development and quality control and all that, the back of house stuff. So we, uh, so I, I designed the product, went online, found a manufacturer uh, in China because we couldn't find any U.S. manufacturers at the time with like COVID had shut a bunch of like the ones that were within like reach, I would say with uh, order amounts, mm-hmm. uh, minimum order amounts. They just weren't taking new new um you know customers so uh, we are working with a manufacturer in china i sent the um the sketches the fabric and things that i wanted they have sent back and forth like samples and we kept on adjusting it until we got it right and so you're so handling I, that as well yep okay okay i just want to know because there's like front of house back of house and all the in between so i love that you're both that you're supportive uh, Michael, and that you're like, you're both working on it together. Sometimes in partnerships, one person carries one more of something than the other. So just trying to see that you're still working on it all out. When working with a partner, whether it's a business partner or a life partner, it's important to be supportive and create clear divisions between roles. You don't want one person carrying much more than the other. Miriam and Michael are still working out the details, but it sounds like they're off to a great start. So my first question is, is where are the sales coming from? So you're making these online through your website already? Yeah. So we did like the soft launch in January, late January. And when I say soft launch, it was just like on Instagram, an account that I just started in October of last year, because I had heard like, if you're you're trying to start an online business, you need to have like some social media presence. Yeah. So I did that and just kind of like word of mouth in the hospital, just um, to kind of see what people's thoughts were and feedback on if they thought it was as great as I thought it was, basically. And so as we got really good feedback, Mike had the idea like we should have a small launch party just to get the word out. So we did that. Um, And so he organized all of that. So he's really good with... um, uh, like relationships, knows a lot of people in the community, those types of things. So he's much better at that than I am, I would say. Um, and so, and so that's January. We had the launch party in March. We got really good feedback. Then we started getting people like saying, "Oh, and you should add this, and you should do that, and you should." And we're like all confused. And and then I came across uh, your boot camp uh, advertisement on. Um, add on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I listened to like the three day bestseller secrets. And so I'm like, no, Mike, like they're saying like, we need a niche down one product, we can't add all the products uh, to sell more. So we realized quickly that we 
had no idea like what we were kind of getting ourselves into and like our pricing was all wrong. Um, our systems were not set up properly. So we kind of like paused like any of our marketing attempts so that we could like get our back end in order so that when we really start to go hard on marketing, um, we, you know, our systems were in place so that we could be profitable. Okay. So I love kinda, that. Yeah. We kind of, so most of our sales have been like from word of mouth in the hospital um, and then friends and family, basically. Okay. And when you say friends and family, would you say more like friends and colleagues or, or do your friends and family, are they all in, in, um, they work in hospitals as well? Colleagues and, um, yeah, friends, some, uh, some family members that are in healthcare, some okay. family members who have bought it just because it's a very versatile product. And this is. is another thing we wanted to talk to you about. Like people were like, yeah, this is great for the operating room, but this is a great for like the ski base layer. We can work out in this. And, and so we're like, should we push that angle or should we just kind of like niche down and say, this is for, you know, healthcare workers and, it's also great for these other things, but not really focus on that from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, yeah. we can come back to that. Okay. <clears throat> I think right now with the name being called Scrubmates and having right. access to people in the medical field and proof of concept, I think it's a good place to start. And you can always branch out um, if that's like if that's what you want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's start with where you started because you do have proof of concept and we have people wanting to buy. So we've got women's and we've got men's. Um, and you also have base layers. How many units are you sitting on at this since you made it in China? Um, we have about 400 sets of the um, base layers. So the of the sleeveless, so I'm like wearing it right now. And then we had a lot of feedback for people that are were not in the operating room that are just cold, like in other hospital environments that yeah. they really they really love the concept of the pocket um, and wanted a long sleeve version. So we did um, get long sleeve add a long sleeve version and uh, and then most recently scrubs. So and we're going to okay. stop there. Okay. So we have how many of the women's long sleeve under scrub? Uh, we're probably down to like 200 and say, call it 280. How many do you have to, what is your MLQ with them? 300. Okay. All right. So 280. And then the. The sleeveless is in three colors and the long sleeve is in. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So about 300 of each, 200 of each. I just want to see how many units of product we have to move. We probably have, uh, we probably have, so we got more black than the other colors because we black sells more um, okay. than the other colors. So we probably have about 300 of the black and then like a hundred, like 75 of the gray and the green. So they let you divide up like your 300 minimum with you could make less per color. Correct. Okay, cool. And how much what um how much do you have to pay? Like what's your cost to to manufacture one? Um so it's like $16 and or a little less than $16. Is that to your door or like including duty? That's and- not 
no, that's not including okay. duty. So including duty. And then I wasn't sure if I was supposed to include that in that, you know, that time. Yeah. Two, time two. So um, add it in is like, I usually, and you can divide it up for what you ended up paying. So you could split it across. Let's say you had 1200 units and you paid $1,200 extra in like duty and freight or whatever. You could mm-hmm. add an extra dollar per unit. Okay. Um, when I'm guesstimating before you ever place it, I usually say it's about 20%, like to add an additional 20% for shipping and freight and okay. basically getting it to your door. So it's like $19.20 probably to your door. Okay. So your pricing is a little bit low, according to my numbers. Mm-hmm. At least let's say the women's, the under, the underscrub, but your main product. Mm-hmm. I have it if I did. I'm just going to make it 19. Let's just make it around $20 times 2.2 would be $44 wholesale times 2.2 would be $96. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's 20 times two, $40 times 2.2, $88. So it's anywhere from like a $75 to $90 based on the price. Now, the more you make, the lower it'll come down. Right. And also, I just added a random 20%. It might actually cost less than 20%. So just come up with that number. Okay. And um, I know that sounds like scary, but if we think about, um, what are they called? The Big Scrubs company that everyone wears. Figs. Figs, yeah. Figs thank you. <laughs> Good thing you're here. <laughs> um. So figs, um, I worked with Metalita. The difference is, is that they go for doctors. They're going for MDs. And then the, and then figs was for everybody. So mm-hmm. figs were for physicians assistants, for nurses, for physical therapists. So imagine everybody who wanted to wear a Lululemon and they wish they could wear it to work. Mm-hmm. Figs became the Lululemon mm-hmm. for scrubs. And, and Metalita still goes with the doctor physician white coat thing and then if they're you know because if they're making hundreds they're radiologists they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars they have beautiful suits they don't necessarily wear those to work so how could they have the same essence and feel yeah of an expensive suit so the customers are different so if we go back to figs and we think about figs and now figs is genius the other cool thing that figs did um in la they have a location now pretty much in Beverly Hills, it's like their offices, but when they were coming up, this is how they built it. I don't know if you've ever read any of their articles, but they actually would park in the parking lot um, of Cedar sinai which is, you know, the big fancy medical place, like all the Kardashians have had their kids there. Mm-hmm. Um, they would go to the parking lot at um, uh, when people, when they change over like four o'clock or five o'clock when like those shifts shift mm-hmm. and they would sell them out of their trunk. So they would be there when everyone left, right? And then let's go next level marketing. When you drive down La Cienega off the 10 freeway, which is the street that basically almost dead ends into Cedar sinai they have billboards the whole way up. Not Mm. for me, not for my husband, but for medical professionals that are driving the Cedars to work there because it was like a trend-setting location even. So when you're thinking about your marketing and getting in front of the right people and thinking about like who they are, Figs did a really good job at that because they went trendy. They're like, let's go for the LA medical people. Let's go. They worked at Cedars, so it made sense. And then even their marketing still reflects that, that like the billboards leading to the hospital are for the professionals that work at the hospital. 
I went to here because I wanted to see, because again, they have positioned themselves as like the Lululemon of like scrubs and uniforms and stuff. See how a simple shift in creative marketing can totally change the value of your product? Focusing on what makes your business stand out from the noise and finding a way to reach those ideal customers that are going to appreciate it, that's the key. Now, let's look at how Miriam is pricing her products and how pricing affects perception of your brand. So price point $58 for the seamless knit. Yours is 59. I get you probably on it. So what we'll probably need to do is just talk about, I think it's $16 is probably priced correctly. So what you may want to do is go back to your vent, your vendors in um, China and just say, okay, this is at 300 units. If I start making 300 per color, what's the price point? Like how low can they bring the price point? Your duties and your shipping are always kind of going to be a variable and you'll be able to build in. But let's see, can they bring it down to $10? Can they bring it down to $12? All of these dollars matter. Mm -hmm. We'll just know. And then that way we're like, great, we'll just keep selling it for $59.99 because the bigger you get, the cheaper it'll be. So we just have to back our way into the right price point versus like pricing it now because right now it would be over, it might be overpriced because we're making less units. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What I will say to you is that if you want to sell to to figs people, the and figs people or metalita people, or I'm gonna just say Lululemon people, then we need to change your pricing to be more of a contemporary pricing. Uh, so things will be 68, 78, or twos. They're um typically the the even number represents like higher quality, more contemporary. So for you all, a a super simple, like just change you can make is this could turn into $58 or $62. Even like even 99 is cheap. Dot 99, like 99 cents. Like just get it for 9.99. It represents a deal or cheap. And you actually want to elevate to medical professionals that are shopping from figs and metalita. Okay. Not like the Lydia's uniform, like old school scrubs people. So that would be my first sort of like thing of getting rid of the 99 and leveling up to the, the number. This is what so many businesses get wrong. Pricing. It's more than just making a profit, though that's obviously an important part of it. But your pricing also says a lot about the quality of your product. I know it can be stressful to raise prices, but chances are that people are more likely, more likely to buy from you when you're priced right. Now there's more to positioning your product than just pricing. Scrubmates is selling a unique product and they just have to show that to the world. And so what's different about ours and we got a we have a patent pending on it is the zippered pocket because like scrubbing into the operating room you have to take your rings and things off mm, your so you keep them up there. Mm-hmm. So you can keep them in there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing like that on the market right now. So that was a big like pain point for people because so many people have lost their wedding rings because they're in a rush at the end of the shift, they and they forget it in their scrub top when they um 
put it in the bins because in the operating room you have to you like get the bins in the you get your scrubs from the hospital bins and at the end of the shift if you have like blood or something on there you throw them in the laundry bins and, and you, can, you, but you, you keep your underscrub shirt on right you throw in the scrubs and you walk out with your underscrub right right yeah right right okay. right, right. Okay. so lots of people have lost their things yeah but they don't have anything like that on here so this okay. is, yeah perfect so for you all, because you're a medical, like we need to be able to, it needs to wash on high heat. It needs to like last for a while. So one of the things you might decide to do is to show the vest, show the undershirt and, and talk about the components that are in there. So we want to show use, like show use and show labels. Cause when you had the pocket there, I kept thinking, is that for like AirPods. I was like, no, they can't wear them because they're going to fall out into like the body, right? But people do wear them, so they could um, pop those in. Actually, they use them in in spine surgery um, because they like are listening to like a sound to make sure they don't hit the nerve. So they do like they're they're great for um, like money rings, like AirPods, your watch. It's a pretty deep pocket. It's it's um you could even fit your phone like but a phone without a case like a not okay. a with a big bulky case so because you are pat you're patenting it the the pocket so you said or trademarking it it yeah we have a patent pending on kind of the location because the location is is like easy to access under your scrubs okay so also look at this company Dagny Dover which they're funk they're all it's the same customer as the figs customer um it's color they're basics they're the same kind of person that they're going for i'm not saying that this has to be your person but why i like it is just showing the functionality of product it has a whole thing that says this is what the thing's about you do not have to be that designed like it doesn't matter if there's only just the pocket because we can make it up because when we talk about it, and we and this is what Lululemon started with. Lululemon was the first activewear brand to put like hidden pockets and things, to put like the little pocket in the waistband to put your ID in. They had like an iPod holder at one point on the back of a shirt because I've been doing this for a very long time. And so the pockets was the thing that set them apart from like a pair of Nike pants or whatever it was. So easy access or the never or the never lose it again pocket. Give it a name. Mm. So never lose it again pocket. And then it triggers for people. Oh, yeah. Because I lose my ring all the time. Or like your ring, your stash, whatever you think would resonate is that pocket. It's the stash pocket. It's the rings and things pocket, the bits and bobs, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. you could do an arrow to the sleeves because I'm sure when you designed the sleeves, there was a purpose to the right. shape of the sleeves. Yeah. So it could be like comfy, like no rub. Um, right. We made the, I made the armholes like super wide so they didn't like bunch or, or they weren't uncomfortable under the um, scrub. So that was something that I had changed. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So you can call it like the, the no bunch sleeve cut or the like, give it just like put a line to it and, and make a quick statement of the feature. Okay. 
it can be totally made up. When Lululemon started saying like it's their Luan fabric, I knew the vendor they were buying the same fabric from. I could buy the fabric. They just gave it a proprietary name. See, they call it like bunch free zone. So you call it like bunch free arm armhole. They call all air all over airflow. Um, distractions eliminated. Uh, they called it skip the chafe seamless construction. Mm. Okay. So same with your neckline, right? Like your neckline is lower so that you can wear it probably with a V-neck or do you have a scoop neck or just the V-neck? So it's the V-neck. So a lot of um, operating rooms won't let people wear stuff underneath scrubs that show. So that's why you can't wear just like a regular, um, you know, scoop neck or because it's not supposed to show. It's supposed to be a V-neck underneath the... uh, Nothing visible. Yeah, nothing visible, basically. So So you can call it a no-show V-neck. Okay. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's the same, like, we're not supposed to show it. So saying it's a no-show V-neck mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. What else about this garment um, did you create knowing the problems you were solving? Well, it's meant to keep you warm and breathable, right? Right. The fabric um, weight. So we chose the fabric weight and um, and the nylon spandex mix for kind of like sweat wicking and like breathability so you don't get too hot in the operating room but um and the weight is like a 300 gsm weight okay you're not going to care about like the weight of it but you can because remember there's going to be like the technical stuff that you and i get yeah making the garments and then there's going to be the layman's version of why it matters to your customer so you could just put built-in built-in breathability, right? Like you can use a lot of their words or kind of shift it. So like constructed of like built-in breathability, but keeps you warm and cool or, or um, breathability and airflow, right? And then the other part, because they have like stays fresh, stays ready because they have the silver, which is that is proprietary for them that stops with odor. Mm-hmm. But for you, it's that same idea. So it's like, because you, so it's a slim fit hip length, right? So that could be, yours looks like it's body contouring. Yes. Right. So slim fit, no show. Okay. And we made it like longer. People had asked for it to be a little bit longer so that if people had a little bit more of a, I guess, a stomach, it's you know it was went down um to cover their stomach and they could tuck it into their pants so i can uh, maybe say something like that yeah so that's what this is the slim fit hip length sits below the waistband for moderate everyday coverage so we can make this sound like yes it's an, a v-neck undershirt and you're thinking that it's just the pocket but we can really make this thing sound very cool and like super high tech because your thought process that went into it is very technical to their needs the other thing you can do is you can also use their words back Mm. so like if you see that a lot of people say valuables a lot Mm. you could call it the like um valuables pocket or stash your value you know like you could look in here and see what words they use and if you find something consistent you can say the word back to them or you could use it in marketing 
Hey, Product Boss. I'm just going to interrupt this show really quickly because it's podcast recommendation time. This month, I am all about inclusion and marketing podcasts. Now, this is hosted by the incredible Sonia Thompson and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On her inclusion and marketing podcast, Sonia does an amazing job of diving into important topics like belonging, customer experience, and diversity. She also will give you practical tips and advice on how you can authentically practice inclusive marketing within your own business. Now, one of my favorite most recent episodes includes Sonia and three other inclusive marketers who dive into recent big brand marketing campaigns such as the AI generation of Barbie from around the world and the Barbieheimer controversy, right? Where they share their reactions and discuss their perspectives on these campaigns and the importance of incorporating inclusivity and culture intelligence into marketing. This episode was so insightful and had so many amazing takeaways to consider as a business owner, especially when it comes to authentically portraying inclusivity when marketing your brand and products to your customers. Listen to inclusion and marketing wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the show. Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, it's your product biz coach here, Jacqueline, and I have a treat for you. So the other day we got a message on Instagram from our friend Lolly. Now she's a product boss and she was on the hunt for an easy to use inventory management software to keep track of her raw goods and what she had ready to sell. And guess what? We had an answer for her. Not only did we have a fantastic inventory management software to refer her to, but we also had a whole treasure chest of 308 other business tools and resources to make her product-based business easier to manage and, and more efficient to grow. And we have it for you as well. Now picture this, packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools. Oh my, you name it, we've got it. And here's the cherry on top. It is totally free, right? It's not gonna cost you a single penny. That's right, because you can get your hands on the Product Boss's Ultimate Resource Guide absolutely free. We are on a mission to change small businesses' lives and and their ability to grow around the world. And whatever we can do to help you do that, we are here for it. And so we're hoping that this resource guide is one step closer to reaching your dreams. So all you need to do is slide into our DMs on Instagram with the word guide and just send us that message and we will send you a link to download it right away. Or you can head straight to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Easy peasy. Oh, and did I mention you can also DM us guide on Instagram and voila, we'll shoot you that link right away. So my friend, don't wait another second. You can get your hands on the ultimate resource guide for product bosses right now. Now let's jump back into the show. Positioning your brand and product is one thing, but how do you actually get the word out there? When you're just starting out, it's important to test and try different methods and see what works. So for Miriam, Michael, and Scrubmates, I don't know if you noticed, she mentioned something that was already working for her. Let's see if we can find ways to double down on what's getting results to make it even better. Do you have affiliate? Why I like this is you have told me that you're getting sales word of mouth. So a lot of times we overlook the things that are already working for us. So you've already said to me, like, I said, how are you making sales? You're like, well, people are talking about it. They're referring each other. So word of mouth means that 
um, that's how it's going to spread. It's going to spread whether it's like germs or wildfire or whatever you want to use, right? Like it's going to spread from one person to the other. So when you say you can't see it, that's okay because they're going to tell each other about it. So I'm in an operating room and my colleague next to me is like, I am so cold. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to tell you about scrub mates. Like I'm wearing one right now. And then they'll like pull it over and they'll be like, look, it's got a pocket here. You know, you want people like stretching their clothes or like pulling up their shirts to be like, look at this. Like that could almost be a campaign at some point of like flash your scrub mates. Yeah, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. the idea is, is we want people to be like, oh my God, I have one on too. It's like this, this like secret thing that they have on or not so secret. So I think when you've already told me that they're referring each other, let's pay them to refer. So for you, I think a, a, a way to do it is to, is to, you know, they get $20, they refer a friend. The $20 means that they just get a, a $20 store credit. Mm. So you're not actually writing them a check. They're getting credit, okay. which means that they can either come spend it with you or never use it, but they're going to spend it with you. And then usually when you give someone 20 bucks, then they're going to add mm. more into their cart. Now, I know this seems like a lot. And there are even more suggestions going on behind the scenes, but I want to give you all of the same advice I'm about to give Miriam. I'm going to give you constructive criticism. Please don't go, oh crap, it's all wrong. Stop, abort, emergency, we did it wrong. So if I give you the feedback, let it be in phases that you fix it. Do not let it stop what you're doing right now. Okay. Because you have momentum and you're selling with the way your website exists. So I'm going to give you advice to upgrade or to do whatever's next, but don't make it the thing of like, shit, we have to go do this before this can happen because it's not true because you're already selling. Okay. Okay? So I'm just saying that because I feel like you're a perfectionist a little. And if. (laughs) Yes, yes, she is. So I see you're like panic. Like, you're like me. I'm like, oh, great. I got to. The whole thing I got to do again, you know? So let me give you the feedback, but let it keep going. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Next, we started talking about sales channels, but the conversation immediately started shifting towards who will shop at Scrubmates. So you have to know who is going to buy from you, who is going to shop with you before you decide where you're going to be selling. So who is this ideal customer? So our ideal customer is a, uh, so a nurse, nurse anesthetist, uh, anesthesiologist or physician assistant. Um, And I say that because they have to probably be making at least 75,000 to um, be able to afford the Mm -hmm. base layers. I say age 30 to 45 years old, and I said 30 because she probably has to be working for a few years to be able to uh, afford, like, you know, these um, base layers. And um, in in that age range, and she's a female because it's more so females that get cold in the operating room. Um, Men do too, but it's definitely our customer is a female. I feel like Um, men tend to run hot too. Right, right. So the only men that really are cold in the operating room are the anesthesia doctors. But they're a lot of times like the women are buying, like you said. And so probably the 
maybe like if his wife sees it on social and is like, oh, he's always saying he's cool. Let me buy this for him, you know. So um, that's that's kind of what I was going for. And then I was thinking like the like our target is going to be then like the bigger cities, because I one uh, recently one of your. um students was saying like where she lives it's a small town and people aren't gonna spend that kind of money on sponges so like for this it's gonna also be the same thing like we need um they're eco they're eco-friendly sponges that are reusable and she charges 18 dollars each so she's somewhere in oregon and people are like no way in san francisco she's selling them packs of five yeah yeah so it's just like needing to be in front of people that care yeah yeah and and have the disposable income, have the income saying yeah. like maybe you know people couldn't afford it so we're looking at like new york city like the big hospital in new york city is hss their orthopedic hospital they have the the um resources and their you know their staff could afford this um and like some of the connecticut like new jersey um and Boston, like hospitals. So we're trying to, in Chicago, like the big hospitals in Chicago, where it's like really cold in the wintertime, people are really miserable, like when it's super cold in the hospital in the wintertime, and have the money um, to be able to afford these things, our base layers. So that's, that's who we have as our avatar. I love how in-depth Miriam got with her customer avatar. She realized her first attempt was too broad, And so she really honed in on key factors, like how long they've been working, how much they're making, where they live and more. But you know what? I think we can do even better. Okay. So let's go back a little. I love that she's like, I love that you've defined the physician's assistant or anesthetist. I can't say the word, but like you said, they're making 75,000 or they're making more money that they can afford the nicer scrubs and the under the under scrubs. The part I want to hone in on is her age. Mm. So at 30, they've been out of school for six years. No, not, not, not. Well, PA. Just like a four year program, 18, 22. No, not a four year. Do you do it? Do you do after there's extra? Yeah, yeah. So say she's been out of school. Probably the the most common age for like a graduate for a PA and nurse anesthetist is about twenty eight. Okay, so she's been out of school for two years. Yeah, at thirty, and she's paying off her loans. Right. So it's a little young, I think. My sister has her master's, still paying out, you know, physical therapy, occupational therapist. So, um, she used to, which I thought was interesting. She would look at people in it, and she'd be like, "I wish I could afford that." Or they must be rich is what she would say about people dressed head to toe in Lululemon. Mm-hmm. And this is the because my sister's 10 years younger than me. So I <laughs> gauge from her. Um, so then for you, then she needs to have been working enough that her basic needs are met. She's adjusted to paying off loans. She's making money working. She's like a little bit higher up. So maybe she is. 35 or 38 like maybe she's a little bit older okay what do you think or maybe she's in her 40s like yeah I think probably I think you're right with the 35 you know I was kind of like going off of like maybe 
she's paying off her loans, but maybe her parents will buy her like the, you know, will buy her this as a gift or something, or if she really, you know what I mean? So market to her and be like, you know what I would really like for Christmas this year? Some scrub maids. I don't know. No. And it's true because that's how my sister got her first figs. That was literally what she asked for. But she's not the ideal customer because she can't buy it left and right with her own disposable income. Herself. Okay. Yeah, that makes so sense. So she wants it. She just can't buy it herself. And we want the person who has the entire drawer. So should we put older older people on our website then? Is that what you're saying? I mean, eventually you could when you have the budget and you want to. But right now, if you can get user-generated content, user-generated content tends to actually even do better than um, professional content so that is anytime anywhere in the wild that they take a selfie and they show that they're wearing it okay you can do giveaways you can do like monthly giveaways like tag us tag and you know right like hashtag scrub mates mm-hmm. um you know do that and once a month we'll give we're going to be giving away a gift card or <clears throat> you get a scrub mate and a starbucks gift card to like keep you know you can choose what you want to do, but you could you could make it more of a community thing. And I think if you can do this referral or word of mouth and you bring a community together to share it and they have a way to benefit from it also, which right now they can do it through word of mouth, but also getting them to share it and tag you like at Scrubmates on Instagram, tag us and be entered to win our monthly contest, tag us, tag us, you know, even on your cards your labels or like your insert card, like tag us and win this, Okay. share this and tag us, you know, and then like you can give them reasons to share it because I want it to go more viral. You see how knowing who your target audience is directly relates to your sales strategy. Now that we have figured that out, let's take a look at the best sales channels for Scrubmates. So when we're talking sales channels, it's referral and word of mouth. So a referral program would be really important. Okay. Um, you're doing direct to consumer. So getting people direct to consumer means that you're going to keep wanting people to tell people come here and buy. You're, you're adding on Amazon. So what are you selling on Amazon? Which product? Started with the best sellers. So the two um, sleeveless V-neck shirts and the men's and women's. And uh, that was a process. Amazon is a process. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of like slowed down until we were able to get our brand registered. And then um, now we're kind of like picking up again uh, with it. So we have to build out our store. Like this is just my first attempt. I am terrible at tech. Uh, But this is our store. We're actually, I'm going to just um, I found somebody on Fiverr that's going to build our store and make it better Okay. Uh, because I know this is not good and it takes me forever to learn how to do these things. And I, I just don't have like the time or the bandwidth for it. You're going to update Amazon. If and when you do, you're going to want to send your own traffic to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Do you have an email list? I do. Um, but uh, that's another thing. Like i sent out emails. I'm going to have somebody work, help me with that, with the email piece of it, because, um, I just don't have the time. I don't know. It's just, it's okay. Do you, 
Do you have anything set up like the abandoned cart or any of those emails? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did that on um, Shopify. I have like some automation. So I did like I work through that portion of it, but I'm not good at like figuring out content. And I know like every email shouldn't be like a sales email. Like it should be like some interesting, um, you know, something interesting that has to do with my for my ideal customer, basically. So I'm I'm trying to figure out like some AI things like to help with that, but I just kind of want to take that off my plate. So I think that Amazon could be a really great channel if you drive traffic there, which is what I was asking about an email address, because you are going to need to let people know. You are going to probably need to do pay-per-click ads on Amazon, the referral to drive more traffic to your website. And then, you know, social is social. And what we want is we want people to just kind of start to share your stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you say these hospitals, another thing you can do is you could build up your own team, like um, amb- brand ambassadors. So you can try and build brand ambassadors that are people at these hospitals. So like you pick a hospital in Boston, you look up the hashtags or you look up LinkedIn and you can also contact them or you could spread the word. So let's say you're a local hospital and be like, Hey, any friends with any friends at Sloan Kettering or wherever like this, you know, maybe if they're, if they went into orthopedics mm-hmm. and they went to school, well, they're working at one hospital and their friends over here ask people to contact their other friend in, or- in orthopedics and become ambassadors. And so ambassadors will get discounts. Maybe they get a free outfit for free. They're the people that are talking about your stuff. So they're also earning. So it's more than just affiliate, but they're kind of like your crew of people out there talking all about it. So those are the levers that I would pull for you. I would say the word of mouth and however we can get creative at word of mouth. So make 20 bucks, become an ambassador, share it. You can offer the idea if you get ambassadors that they can have like pop-up shops during the holidays with their friends. They can get some products. I don't want you to build it like an MLM, but like potentially you could send them samples if they want to do the same thing in their car and be like, Hey, look at all this stuff. Mm. And then show, show your, show your scrub mates, right? Like that could be like a little bit of a hook or what's in your stash pocket or your mm. whatever pocket. Okay. I like that. And I think that would be where I want you to stop for right now is like, you've got Amazon. So we're going to need to drive traffic to Amazon. You've got your direct to consumer site. You're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Wholesale. I don't know. I think you're going to make more money right now, kind of building the way that figs did and Metalita and being an online brand. Okay. And it's about brand awareness. Okay. Okay. So focus on these other things, not so much on the wholesale. Yeah, I think wholesale for you, because if you think about where you would sell, you would sell the uniform stores. Yeah. There's less of those, right? A lot of people are buying online. Right. And when you do go to those stores, they're kind of still operated like the old school mom and pop. So they're not modern and cool. They're like the cat, you know, cotton scrubs. Yeah. Right. So. You could sell wholesale to or drop ship for, like, I think it was, I think it's called Lydia's. Well, where do you buy your stuff? Um, Honestly, because I work in the operating room, I don't buy scrubs. So I have never bought 
scrubs because I just wear the scrubs in the operating room and in the office. Historically, we were always expected to kind of dress up for the office, dress nicely and, you know, slacks and shirts and stuff. Okay. And so, um, but now, like ever since Figs, a lot of that is just because the old school scrubs, like you're saying, are not very professional. Like, so you don't necessarily want to see your doctor, your surgeon, your PA walk in with these baggy, wrinkly scrubs. So Figs and Metalita, uh, to their, you know, that that's why they're marketing to, you know, physicians and they have like really nice professional looking scrubs so that if you did wear scrubs to the office, it, you still looked professional. Mm-hmm. Do you know Janu, Janu as well? Um, I, I have seen that just because I'm on Instagram now. I've never really paid attention to any of this because I haven't bought scrubs. Right. But now I, you will. <laughs> now I absolutely am. Right. I don't, I don't know that, I think these are the less expensive. They ones. came out at the same time as, um, Biggs. Okay. So what you can just see is the differentiator of people who went hard on like Instagram and ads and really tried to be like cool and trendy. And Jenny was always, they to me were like a little bit more sexy. If I can say that, like, oh, they did like, they had, they had like pinks and they were more like feminine. Look at me. Like, versus the lululemon they've changed now they're they're probably a little bit more figsy than they were before okay but they had like like almost like a sweetheart cut into their into their seams so it was kind of more for the like feminine uh wanting to show your body ish Okay. okay uh woman okay and then i think obviously and then figs went the way figs went and they have kind of shifted that way. And, you know, now people are like, oh, they copied figs, but like they were like, see how this is this one. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like an original ish one that they had. Okay. So it was, it was like just kind of more Mm. feminine and maybe even aged a little older with the way that cut was. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. This is another one that they've had forever. Okay with the zippers on on the front Uh it's a little bit more utilitarian i think too okay Uh we've talked about your website and i will do a review of it we've talked about sales channels then there's marketing and visibility advice to get our products in front of our ideal customers which i kind of have touched on Mm -hmm. so how can i sort of set you in the world i'm going to create a plan for you and all the other things but what other questions or how can i kind of help wrap this together in a pretty bow for you okay so just the last question i think that we have here is like trade show like in person so we signed up for we actually a friend of mine uh got us a table at a or nurse um weekend like educational uh meeting and so we're going to set up there. Those things are like expensive though. They're like $1,500 and they might only have 200 people come. So I didn't really feel like that was a good investment for like where we are right now, even though it like gets us in front of potentially our ideal customer. I'm not sure. So we're doing that. But um, what do you think about that? Like as a strategy, do you think like we just try it and see what happens? I think where you're going with this is correct. You need as much exposure as possible. So whether it's paid exposure 
or um, organic exposure. So organic is going to be the word of mouth. And then if you can put yourself in front of the right customers, so this event that you're going to go do, you'll kind of see, sure, it's only 200 people, but maybe there is a doctor that runs an office that wants to buy it for all of their, the people who work there for the, like for the holidays. And maybe they want to get it embroidered with like their, you know, hospital name or their, their office name. I think try it. Do you pay for all of them? You're going to have to see if it's worth it and what deal comes out of it. But I do think that's another option. So if you can find private practices that have a room of like have employees, you can also call them up. You can ask to talk to the office manager. You can say what you sell and you could actually sell like discounted, like, Hey, we can do this for your employees. It's a great idea for gifts. If they're always complaining about being cold and that you can then have them buy like 12 of them from you in different sizes and then they can gift it to their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even go as far as offering for an additional price, like embroidery, if you wanted to deal with it, but you might be busy. So it might be Michael's job to be the embroidery guy. No, <laughs> but like you could say like for an additional, you know, $15, $7, we can embroider your um, practice name on it. And so that comes finished. Okay. So that would be a way of reaching more customers. If you want to go, it's not, tr- it's not wholesale, but it could be selling in bulk. If you want to try and approach offices that can buy more of them, the same way that you said that you get rid of the hospital scrubs. Well, mm-hmm. this could be a gift to people and we're getting into gifting season. Mm-hmm. And they maybe get like order six or more and get 20% off order 15 or more and get 25% off. You know, you can kind of, you pick what you can afford. Look how you can get creative, clever, and scrappy about opening yourself up to different sales channels. We're all about creating multiple streams of revenue in your business, but that doesn't mean you need to be everywhere all at once. Be thoughtful and strategic about where you're showing up and what you're putting your time into, and you will start to see results more and more options will open up for you. Now we're heading into the last bit of this coaching call where we start to talk about Scrubmate's social media strategy. Miriam has said before that she's feeling a bit overwhelmed by all the responsibilities of being a small business owner. And that is totally understandable, right? So we're going to see if we can use AI to create with even more ease social media. So right now, because I had zero social media presence, I just kind of like started like my own, it's like a professional, but it's still Miriam Wiggins. Um, and so I, I'm hearing like mixed things like, oh, you need to have your own Scrubmates page versus like, I'm trying to build Organically. Yeah, I'm trying to build followers and I'm going to like I, I have we have our our mission also is like to help give back to like educational scholarships for uh, to increase diverse repeti- representation in healthcare, and then also to give back to mental wellness programs for uh, healthcare providers. So we're going to donate like we've a lot, we've said five percent of um, sales back to these causes or we'll see how things go, but that's our goal. And so I'm going to like start doing like some lives and like interview questions for PA students and like, um, you know, I don't know, like do these three things for foot pain. Like I'm, I'm going to try to start doing some more of those things for the, like my ideal customer 
but then I'm also like putting some Scrubmates ads in there. And I don't know if I should continue to do that. I've seen some people that do, or I don't know if I should like separate it now. But you have 1,100 followers. I would switch this over to Scrubmates and you could put, you could start your own, you know, if you want at, you know, with your at of your name, if you want to. Mm -hmm. So I could just switch my Instagram handle to Scrubmates and not start a new page. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or maybe like figs has like wear figs so that we yeah. did like wear Scrubmates. So it's not confused with, I don't know, cleaning product or something. Have you ever used AI? Uh, limited. I do use like that chat GPT to, I was thinking about using that for like blogs and things to help with my SEO. So I've used it limited, I would say. So now let's just say, come up with an Instagram plan. So it's giving you content pillars, product showcases, behind the scenes, real life stories, educational, giving back. And it actually created like a content calendar. Mondays are medical. Mondays, Wednesdays, Wellness Wednesdays, Fridays, Fashion Fridays, Scrub Meet Supports on Sundays, IG mm. Stories. Like, it's just kind of making stuff up. So mm-hmm. you can use it for stuff like this. So when you're talking about marketing and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, like when we go back to like answering your actual question. Mm. Ask me anything sessions. That's good. So when you say you're going to do stuff for students, my only thing with that is students are not your main customer. Right. Right. She's not the 35-year-old working. More so, she's probably trying to figure out how do I fit time in for the gym? Mm. You know, like maybe it is that sort of like idea of getting to work. Maybe you're helping people plan out their work week because they're overwhelmed and they feel like they're rushing around everywhere and they don't feel like they have time to walk their dog, go to the gym. And if they happen to have kids, you can incorporate kids and not incorporate kids. Mm-hmm. So the if you're talking to the students, it is not, the students are the trickle down. They are not your main customer. So you have to think more so my 35 year old woman who's a physician's assistant who works a lot who doesn't really have to buy scrubs, but she's cold all the time, right? And then it could be like um, hacks for staying warm, right? Like there's there's this, but then it could be like people who are always cold want to do it or I don't know, but I want you to talk to the 35-year-old. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the content you create will be people wearing it. So, you know, show me your scrub mate. It'll be things that they might share. So the t- the physician's assistant, the anesthetist, like those kinds of nurses, we're going to talk to them. We're not going to talk to all nurses. We're mm. not going to talk to pediatric like office nurses mm. or dental hygienists because these people also can buy scrubs. We're not talking to any of them. We're talking to the people that you know we're going to talk to like your core people so even the shareability part of it, like what do they get? What what what's like an inside joke or like a? I love it when you know patients say this or when doctors say that or um, you know, when I tell you don't eat twelve hours before your operation, 
don't eat 12 hours before your operation, you know, like whatever it is, like you can come up with something. So yeah, I think you've got a great product. I think um, you've done some amazing work because sourcing from China and creating a product and having production is not for the week. So like impressive. Um, you have proof of concept, minimal viable product. People are buying it. You're making about a thousand dollars a month. In order to get you to, let's say your $50,000 goal, we want to get like $4,000 um, a month. So if your average order value is about 75 ish dollars, because that's what you're saying our minimum shipping threshold is, then you need to make about 55, 56 orders a month at that average order value. The higher you can get it, if you can get them to put two in or buy a bundle or a three pack, it's mm-hmm. less orders, right? So divide that by four weeks. So it's about 14 orders a week to be able to get to your $50,000 goal. Okay. We'll get there. So I think for you, if you do do ads, if you get an ambassador program, really for you, it's just getting the word out there. You've got the product. You've got the conversion point. So now it's just about getting people in and making it a referral point. Um, the Aura ring, which is that sleep tracking ring, they do a really good job. And when they were starting with like that idea of referrals, so um, they did the same thing. You get 40, they get 40, like because it's a $500 ring. Okay. So $40 for you, $40. It wasn't that big of an amount of money. So I think for you, that growth is going to come from word of mouth. I think it's all great to like what to focus on, not to worry about necessarily the try to wholesale and um, you know I, I think we're good where we're at with the trade shows just to kind of test these and see how they do and we'll focus on getting our Amazon page right mm-hmm. yeah what I think I want you to know is that you're you're in such a good spot we're nitpicking at some of the stuff you're in a really good spot and you've got a really good product and you've done it all the right way and truthfully it's kind of like the more eyes you know boot camp we just did you just need more people to know about it because it makes so much sense when they know about it. So I think there's lots of applications, but stick with the niche and then be really well known in that niche. And then you can decide where you want to go next. Miriam and Michael are great. Since our coaching call, I've already seen them implement a lot of the things we've discussed. And what we did was actually very simple we got really clear on what made Scrubmates bestseller unique, narrowed down the target customer to exactly who benefits most from the product, then started shaping everything to accentuate those benefits and speak directly to that customer. No matter what business you're in, you can do this. Every business is going to come to different conclusions, but the questions are all the same. So get scrappy product bosses, and we'll see you at the top. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. 
so you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts, and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. Oh,